and it's Liana, and this is the Night Guys Podcast. We're here to join you weekly to cover weird and spooky stuff. Supernatural, extraterrestrial, cryptid, culty, true crime, whatever. We'll cover it all and have some drinks while we talk about it. I feel like I just swallowed that cider really loud. <laughs> I didn't even hear it, probably because really? I was talking. Ah, okay. Cool. Yeah. Whatever. Never probably happened. Probably good. <laughs> <laughs> all is well. Uh, that time, too. Oh, that one I heard. Weird. Why am I doing that? I don't don't like that at all. You're bad at stuff. Uh, Right now, Erica's using the Nightgeist koozie Mm -hmm. on her cider, and I am using the Nightgeist tumbler for my cider because it came in a embarrassingly large bottle that I didn't feel right drinking out of. It's like the size (laughs) of a wine bottle. Does it have the like self cork thing on it? No. Or is it? Oh, no. Man. It had like it, it had like a twist off metal thing, and then Sean had to pop the cork for me. Oh, like champagne. Like champagne, and I'm not used to drinking sparkly beverages, so this oh. might result in some bubbles, some gas. Just I don't want to burp in the microphone. That is so not okay. Just let them rip. No, that's awful. <laughs> no. Uh, okay, I will then. <laughs> Before we really delve into stuff, um did you say delve? I was trying to say delve, but I was also <laughs> swallowing, so it came out really wrong. I don't care. I just wanted to know if I'm hearing things right. <laughs> I'm I don't want to acknowledge that, but yes, you were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so shut <Cool> up. <laughs> <laughs> um just so that everybody yeah. knows, uh we are uh using our new Instagram handle. So if you're not following us there, please check us out. We typically post really fantastic pictures of our faces uh photoshopped into whatever we are talking about for the week for our main mm-hmm. um what am I trying to say? Episode. Topic. Like, Episode. <laughs> Thing. Um Perfect. so you can find us on Instagram at Nightgeist Podcast. Um, if you want to find us on Facebook, we're there too. Just search for Nightgeist Podcast. Uh, we are also available on Twitter and Tumblr at Nightgeist Pod. Uh, also, if you want to send us an email for a suggestion of a topic, because we have what we call the Wheel of Spooky that we take care of on Thursdays, Fridays, what days? I don't know. Whatever day we, we decide to record. Thursday yes. Out <laughs> <laughs> I've had two sips of this. How pathetic. Um, so, if you have any suggestions for our Wheel of Spooky, that where we will decide what we're going to talk about next, please let us know. You can send us an email at nightguyspod at gmail.com, or you could send us a text or leave us a voicemail uh, at 707-200-3898. That's... Boom. Yeah. And if you want to check out last week's episode, our Tiny Geist, we did a really fun interview. So, our Tiny Geist wasn't tiny. It was... Grande. It was Grande. Yeah. Grande Geist. <laughs> I like it. That will be our new interview name for Tiny Geists. Oh my god, we need to have somebody that has a like Latin accent make like a sound bite for it where it's like they sound like a game show host. Grande Geist. <laughs> that is a brilliant idea. Or I can just do it, whatever. I think you should just do it. Just record it. Okay, cool. I'll put it in. I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. Also, before I do my news, today is like super poo day because I wake up this morning and my husband is like, dude, the front men to prodigy is no longer with us. And I was like, no. So sad. Makes me want to listen to their music. I haven't in a really long time. I have been 
pretty much all day. Keith Flint, he's not with us anymore. And then this evening, I find out that Luke Perry is also gone. I like, know. man, I thought he was gonna pull through. I'm, I don't get what happened. It's sad. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't even. like it. So today, we're drinking in their honor. I'm gonna have one for my homies. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> okay, <sighs> moving on. Do you have news? Mm. If you don't, I have one news. I got news. Okay, share away. I got news. <laughs> Never mind, I'm kidding. I hate Grace. All right. <laughs> I really don't like Grace at all. I oh, man. don't either. I could do an episode on that. No, I would join you. <laughs> God, it's awful. It's bad. I did hear a fun theory, though, that um, at the end of Greece, when they're flying off in the car at the little carnival, <sighs> so that dumb. that is actually them, like Olivia Newton-John, flying up to heaven. Because in the beginning, when he saves her, she's actually dead. Oh. And the whole entire thing is like her, like brain being weird while she's dying oh and in the end is her, them her flying off in the car to heaven <laughs> but wait i love it i feel like danny zuko would not go to heaven so why i is think he she's just like imagining all this oh okay all right i like that more yeah me too <laughs> god because i do not i do not dig on that movie uh no dig yeah no dig at all nope okay my news mm-hmm. is a man survives being trapped in vehicle for five days by eating taco sauce. <laughs> Have you heard this one? Dude, I was going to share the same damn story. No! <laughs> well, we can talk about it together. Mr. Jeremy Taylor, 36, told a friend that Taco Bell fire sauce saves lives after his five-day ordeal. Um, this poor guy and his sweetie pie dog, Allie, we're stranded on a forest road near Sun River, Oregon, after Taylor's Toyota 4Runner became stuck in heavy snow. The pair had set off on Sunday to buy petrol, which I love that it's called that because it's clearly they're more fun, and, <laughs> um, <laughs> and slept in the vehicle overnight, but awoke to find more snow had fallen. Mr. Taylor, who is an avid outdoorsman, told police officers he kept warm by periodically starting his engine and used a few taco sauce packets as food. God. <laughs> I mean, there's worse things, I guess. Um, he had attempted to walk out, but returned to the car as the snow was too deep. A missing persons report had been put out for Mr. Taylor on Wednesday, which said he was not believed to have a mobile phone on him. Police said he and Allie's pup were found on Friday by a snowmobile rider and were in good condition, but hungry. <laughs> um my thing is how can they call him an avid outdoorsman if he is completely unprepared and he only has taco sauce and he doesn't have his phone that sounds like noob move that sounds like a bit. oh i'm just gonna go up to the snow and maybe just take a quick nap no you don't know how to be outdoors where's your water where's now, your food i don't food? get why is he i don't get it i bring why, snacks why not just, everywhere why did he need a nap i don't get it well, probably because he had been driving for a long ass time. Like, dude, just eat the fire sauce and drive. I know. I feel like that <laughs> would wake you up enough and be like, oh, God. No, let's just go, guys. <sighs> Don't the make the poor like, dog suffer. Suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the part like, that idiot. <laughs> I hate about it. I'm like, don't torture your dog just because you're bad planner. Bad at planning. Agreed. Is fire the hottest sauce? I don't know. I don't eat any hot sauce because I am a super weenie. 
Uh, I'm a weenie, and I even eat fire sauce. But no. I think there's one. There's one more. Does anyone go above it? Probably. Sean is mm. gonna be shaking his head in disappointment when he finds out that I know nothing. I, lo- I love the sauce. I don't eat sauce. You should try. You should start. Do a mild. No. Not even mild. I don't really like ever eat Taco Bell. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So when you do, you gotta no. add that sauce. No, I figure, like, that stuff does enough damage to my insides. I don't need to be adding spicy plastic to my voice. Maybe it's because, like, when I get um, my burrito there, it's just my beans and my guac and my rice. Need a little sauce. No. Okay. No. Okay, it starts with that. No, please. No, please. <laughs> All right, carry on. All right. Uh, well, I have hater. I have no no news because that was my news. Ah! Oh, I thought you had another one. <laughs> no, I had one news. Well, shit. It's okay. That's all right. We have we whatever. Have, we're covering three movies today because today we didn't get to spin our wheel of spooky last week because we uh, oopsied and forgot because we got so excited about our interview. Yes. So we spun the wheel the next day, and landed on movie reviews. So, first of all, I have a shout-out to Maria. I couldn't get through the room. I've seen it once a million years ago, but that man drives me crazy, and I couldn't watch it for... (laughs) I wanted to kill him. That was insane. I want to go to one of the viewings that they have in San Francisco constantly. They do them all the time, but I've heard the one in San Francisco he shows up to a lot. Oh my god, of course he would. (laughs) He'll play football with you outside and like do weird quotes and it's so stupid. I want to go. See, I feel like that would be a lot better than me sitting with my cat in my Lazy Boy watching that movie and just being like, oh my god, like the whole time. So Maria, I was thinking about it. I tried I couldn't do it by myself. I, that's that's a movie that you got to watch with people, I feel, like, so that you can collectively suffer. So if you want to suffer, go watch The Room or watch The Disaster Artist if you want to see James Franco pretend to be, what's his bucket? What's his name? I was forgetting. Tommy Wiseau. Tommy, thank you. Weird. <laughs> I like how you're like, I know. Oh, he's so crazy. I, dude, that guy's a mystery. People have, like, tried to, like, look into where he came from, where he gets his money, like, who is this guy? And people can't find out a lot of information on him. It's very hard to find. He's got that shit locked down. So he must have money because he's paid someone to destroy his, like, entire life's history. <laughs> he is an alien. He is proof of extraterrestrial life. God, I'm convinced. If he is, then I'm no longer scared of aliens. <laughs> I feel good about it. All right. I'll remember that. (laughs) That's just in. (laughs) Erica's not scared of aliens anymore. So I'll do my first movie, and you only have one movie, right? Yeah. Okay. And it's been a while since I've seen it, so this should be fun. All right. (laughs) My first movie is The Ritual. It's a Netflix movie. And I have to say, personally, I find many Netflix movies, unless they're a documentary, to be just not awesome. I mean, they're, they're okay. They're, like, passable. They're definitely better than typical TV movies, but... Yeah. I didn't know it was... So it was made by Netflix? Yeah, this is a Netflix production. Oh, how funny. I didn't know that. It's... I think it's crazy good. I love horror movies, and so both of my movies that I picked are horror movies because I love 
creatures and I love, love, love aliens. So those that's gravitate toward horror films. Anyway, so The Ritual, it is a movie about five friends. Um, first, there's Luke. He's played by Rafe Spall. He's the main character. You've probably seen him in Hot Fuzz and like a bunch of other British movies. Um, then there's Phil and there's Hutch, who was played by Robert James Collier. He was known as Thomas Barrow from Downton Abbey, my favorite show in the whole wide world. And then there's Dom and then there's Robert. But don't worry, I will go through all of this so it won't be so confusing. So anyway, the movie starts out where I'm just going to give a synopsis. By the way, just to anybody, if you've never watched The Ritual and you want to watch it, push pause and go watch it because I'm going to completely spoil this movie and Erica's going to completely spoil her movie and then the last one we're going to spoil it again. (laughs) They've got five friends and they're all out drinking and in the beginning they're all discussing like oh the next trip that they all want to take like a few of them are married um one of them the main character Luke he is not married and he keeps like poo-pooing like every single idea that they've had this one guy Robert he's like oh I want to go hiking and the rest of them are like Vegas, Ibiza, like all these other party places like Amsterdam. And he's like, I want to go hiking like in the woods and like, like Sweden, like some Nordic country, like I want to go hiking. They don't decide anything and they just leave the bar. And then the single guy is like, oh, let's keep partying. He's like, I'm going to go to the liquor store. Well, the guy that wants to go hiking goes with them into the liquor store or goes with him into the liquor store. And then there's a robbery taking place and they don't even realize it. Well, the main character guy, Luke, basically watches his friend, Robert, get bashed in the head and dies and he watches him die and he does nothing and he hides. So that is something that haunts him throughout the whole movie. And then after that, like the movie immediately cuts to like six months later and the four remaining friends that are alive are hiking. They're hiking on a trip in honor of their dead friend. Basically, their plan was to hike for a couple of days, do this little shrine on the top of a hill, say some nice words, and then mosey on to a little inn somewhere. One of the guys that really doesn't like the main character, we'll just call him Glasses Man because that makes it a lot easier. (laughs) Glasses Man, because he's the only one with glasses. Specs. Specs. He injures himself. (laughs) He twists his his knee and his knee looks all mangled and gross. And their plan of going around this forest in the center and hiking along basically the mountain ridge is changed because they're like, okay, well, if we just cut through this forest we'll be able to get to where we need to go pretty quickly, even though it's not part of their their travel plans. So they start to cut through the forest. Well, as they cut through the forest, it's creepy, it's quiet. Um, the hurt knee guy, the glasses guy, Specs, he's complaining a lot. He's annoying everybody. Tensions start to raise. And then it becomes pretty clear that everybody is really mad at the main character guy because it's his fault that they're there. They wouldn't have ended up going hiking if it wasn't for him. Such a huge problem with that. I don't like that at all. It's so stupid. I also have a problem that when people get injured in movies that they're instantly so lame about it. That guy when he gets injured yeah. is so whiny. He I can't is I it. I wanted to kill him. I was I remember watching it again and I was just Ugh. like, "Oh my god, I hate you." Yeah. Actually, that's why like a big chunk of my notes are like hurt knee guys is a complaining annoying, annoying dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's what my notes say. I don't like it. Like, I mean, I feel like in real life you would suck it up a little bit more than that. I would. This is so stupid. Yeah. I mean, if that's the case, he should not have come. If you can't handle a hike, like, don't go. Yeah. Why? It's stupid. 
He sucks. He's the worst one. He's the one that openly blames the main character yeah, for them the being bitchiest. there. He is definitely the bitchiest. Well, so they continue on in the woods, and the woods get thicker, and it feels like they're wandering aimlessly. Anyway, as they're wandering, they come upon, like, an elk or a reindeer that's, like, in a tree, and it's completely gutted. But it's not, like, hung up by a rope or anything. It's, like, it's stuck to these sharp branches of a tree. Yeah, it's, like, impaled hanging up. Yeah, and so they're like, uh, that's fresh blood. We should get the hell out of here. Yeah, because whatever lifted that up in a tree is strong. Yeah, and I have to say this, for the most part, this isn't one of those horror movies where they continuously make shitty decisions. They actually made a lot of decisions, a lot of points in the movie where I was like, I actually agree with that. I would have done that too. So this wasn't one of those like, no, no, why aren't you running? Or like one of those things, so... Mm-hmm. And also, their flashlights never like went out. It was like their flashlights <laughs> worked the whole time, so it wasn't. That's true. It wasn't one of those embarrassing like, really, your brand new LED flashlight somehow doesn't work. I don't think so. <laughs> Shut up. So they continue on, and then it starts to rain, and it's nighttime, and they're like, "Oh my god, crap!" They continue wandering, and they come upon this like creepy little boarded up hut. In the forest. And they go in because the rain is, like, relentless. And they're like, we can't set up camp anywhere, so we may as well just go inside. So they get inside, and the main character guy hears, like, creepy growling. And he's, like, the only one that seems to be hearing this. And he hears, like, you know, snapping twigs and stuff like that. And he's like, I don't know if I want to go in there. But they all get inside, and one of their group uh, goes upstairs because it's a two-level hut. They're trying to find stuff to burn in their little uh, camp stove. And he goes upstairs, and he discovers this creepy shrine that is just, like, it's, like, a human torso with, it's, like, made of sticks. And it has no head, and it has, like, antler hands and bird feet. It looks like like rotten bird feet. It's so gross. So he's like, ah, uh, uh. And so they all kind of decide we're not going to go back upstairs because that's horrible. Um, <laughs> Which is crazy. You can't just ignore those upstairs. I'd be yeah. like, we need to leave. This looks new enough to the point where I don't want to stay here. You think they would apply the same logic to the animal hanging up high off the ground in the trees? Like, this might be related. Like, this is weird. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't be able to sleep anyway in one of these situations. Mm -mm. I'd just be like, can we just keep walking? No one's really going to sleep. And if we do, it's going to be really shitty sleep, and I'm just going to be more tired tomorrow. (laughs) This is lame. I never get that. Like, why are you setting up camp? This is dumb. I don't know. I don't don't like it. Well, I think that at one point when they saw... No, I think it was after they saw the house, they were kind of like the main character guy this whole time. Like he is known for being like the cowardly one of the group. He's just kind of like, I think we should go back. Like he kept Doesn't suggesting he side with the guy that's injured. Well, no, this, the guy that's injured keeps thinking that if they continue going on, that they'll get through the woods somehow. And the cowardly main character guy is like, nah, I think we should go back. Uh-huh. So anyway, they sit down in the house and they kind of ruminate about what it could be and like what their plans are. And they actually end up going to sleep, which is insane to me. I Like you said, I would not be able to no sleep. No one does this. No. <laughs> but I guess they've been hiking all day. And yeah, it's... don't care. <laughs> no. Fair. Well, the main character guy has a dream that there's like a bright light outside and but like nobody else wakes up to it. So he just goes outside and he discovers that he's actually back in the same liquor store where his friend died. And then he feels a pain on his chest and he looks down and he sees like there's a water bottle or a water bottle, a liquor bottle that he had been holding in the liquor store. And it's fills up with blood and then he wakes up and he discovers that he's actually standing outside of the cabin and as he's looking forward he sees 
like the woods completely just break apart like there was like a big gust of wind or like something had run through it and he watches it happen and he's like oh god and then he looks down at his chest and he sees five bloody holes in kind of like the shape of where like you could put five like star points to create like almost like a pentagram but he just or, or like five finger points like as if a hand like went like boop and made a circle out of the finger the fingertips Pumps. i guess i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> with sharp nails <laughs> so he's like oh god what the hell's going on so he runs back inside to get his friends because he hears one of them here's the injured guy annoying guy screaming his wife's name in his sleep and he's like in a corner huddled screaming other ones are having the other ones having a nightmare and then he can't find the third friend and he goes upstairs and finds one of them bowing completely naked in front of the creepy shrine. Creepy. So they all kind of like get dressed in a hurry, pack up, get their crap out. And they're like, what the hell just happened? And like, <laughs> as they walk outside, they realize that all the trees are covered in Nordic markings that were like etched into the tree that were definitely not there the night before. Mm-mm. So then the annoying glasses guy proceeds to look at the path that was blown out by the wind or whatever and is like oh look it's a path we should go that way and he's like so ab- like so obstinate and annoying about it that he just like demands it like a child has like a like a temper tantrum and he's just like we're going this way so he drags everybody in that direction they don't want to talk about what happened in the house they continue to see weird carvings and stumps that look like they may hold torches or fire and the guy that injured himself is like screwing them up because he puts them at a slow pace and they're like not able to get moving more than like you know I'd say like a mile in an hour, maybe. Like they're not mm. going anywhere. I'd leave him. Oh my god, I know. Because he's already shitty to the main. If you're he's if you're the main guy who he's shitty to, who blames you for killing their friend, even though he really didn't at all. The guy who killed the friend killed the friend. <laughs> not any of them. Like I'd be like, you know what? Bye. <laughs> I don't care anymore. You're already shitty to me. We're not really friends. I know. Spend some time with yourself and then think (laughs) about your shitty attitude. (laughs) So the main character guy is like, I'm going to go see what's up at the top of that ridge. Because they're kind of like walking near a ridge. But he's like, I want to see. He's like, I see light up there. Let, Let me go see. So he goes up there and he sees like a less thick forest. But it's like weird thin birch like trees. And he's looking around and he hears weird cracking and growling. And he's like, what the hell? And he looks to where the growling and the cracking is coming from. And he sees what looks like a human hand, like reaching around, a, like holding onto a tree. And then it slowly goes behind the tree. And then you see just like this huge something create giant movement. And he's just like, nope, nope. And he about face and just disappears and goes running back to his friends. He's like, we got to move. The injured guy is getting worse. It's nighttime again. One of the friends who's like kind of the badass, the John Barrowman guy, or not John Barrowman. Oh my gosh, that's another favorite actor of mine i love him um what's his face the guy that was in downton abbey downton abbey man downton abbey man he's like he's like the badass of the group he's kind of like come on guys like let's go hiking i'm most prepared he's like i'm gonna send main character guy off in the woods in the morning and be like i'm gonna he's like i'll hang out here with these idiots because they're both pooping out you're fit get going find us help anyway that night the monster comes or the thing comes and it grabs the badass guy and they all run off to chase after him and then they're like oh crap like all they can hear is his screaming they can hear growling 
and wood snapping and he's just they're like oh crap we can't help him if we don't have our gear so they run back to go try to find their gear they can't find their gear so now they are without their badass friend and the gear so they're like <laughs> awesome so the three idiots Fail. so the guy that was naked worshiping the glasses guy and the main character guy go out looking for their friend and they find the badass guy dead in a tree gutted they panic they're exhausted they're hungry they have nothing they have a knife i think <laughs> not good and <laughs> they're all pooped the main character guy is like you know what i see another ridge I'm going to go to the top. You guys chill here. I'm going to go see what I can find. He gets to the top of the ridge and he sees it's starting to get dark. He sees lights that look like fires like in the wood, but they look like they're like torches or something. So he's like, oh my God, people like cool. Help. Great. So he like rallies his friends that is he's or he goes back to rally his friends and he discovers that the guy that was naked <laughs> is like, he's like, oh, I lost, I lost injured idiot guy. And as he's saying that, He's snatched by <sighs> something. And then the main character guy and injured idiot panic. And then they start running and they run toward where the fire was. Well, they get to where the fires were and it's an encampment of these interesting people in the woods. So they, <laughs> they so there's like a couple of wooden shacks and they're surrounded by these weird pikes with animal skulls on them. And basically, you know, they're sketch. Uh, yeah. I mean, they've got like these weird huts all over the forest. Yeah. What's well, a little weird, too. I remember when I watched it a while back, like the torch path that's lit. Mm -hmm. It's like it is Tiki Torches lit for a party you were hosting, and that's how you get in. And yeah. to me, if you're in the woods and experiencing weird ass shit <laughs> like them, I'd kind of be like, this seems a little too good. Yeah. Like, why are these here? Nobody who just lives there normal is lighting this <laughs> path to their house on a regular day. So that's a little weird for me. <laughs> I'd be like, let's scope this maybe for, I don't know, a couple minutes. Just just take a peek. <laughs> or just, just grab see. a torch and get out of there. <laughs> I don't know. Well, they were running from the shrieking creature or whatever it was. So they were right. like... Maybe it doesn't like fire, though. <laughs> they barge in and then somebody kicks them both in the head. And when they wake up, they're hearing like this creepy, creepy, non-human sounding chanting that's coming from a room upstairs. Then the main character guy pokes a hole in like the grout of their log cabin to see what the hell's going on and he sees a bunch of people outside setting up this like weird wooden structure and then this and then as they're sitting inside this they're sitting tied up on the floor this thousand year old woman comes in with like these two guys <laughs> she comes in and she's like chewing so but she looks like she also has no teeth so I'm reminded me of drag me to hell and I was like no oh god <laughs> So she comes over to the main character guy and she offers him water because they haven't had anything to eat or drink for presumably a day or two. And she like observes the five point injury on his chest. And then she shows him that she has one too. She looks over at the injured guy and she's like, mm, you don't have that. Okay. So she doesn't give him water. <laughs> so she just leaves. <laughs> so then as she doesn't give him water, she instructs the two guys to take the injured guy away so they take him and they drag him upstairs to where the chanting is 
Um, and the main character guy can hear the guy screaming. He can hear the chanting getting louder. It is just, it's a really awful scene just because that chanting is, it's really creepy. <laughs> you should, you should rewatch it because it was very creepy. Oh, it's funny. I don't remember that part. Mm, 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 mm. Anyway, while the guy has been taken away, a woman comes into it, comes in. She's like younger. She's kind of scary She has looking. teeth. She has teeth. Um, and she actually speaks to him in English and she says she says that they're preparing for the sacrifice and that it will be over soon. So she covers the main character guy's ears so he doesn't have to listen to his friend being tortured. And then they bring his friend back and he's bloodied and super traumatized, obviously. <laughs> and then this is the interesting part. His friend describes the nightmare that he had when he was in the cabin. And he had actually dreamt that these people had offered him up as a sacrifice to a creature. And then he says that he saw his wife there as well which is why he was screaming his wife's name um and then he just said he's like i know i'm gonna be dying here so you know tell my wife i love her blah 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 and the next scene then you see the injured guy being carried out to a wooden structure main character guy tries to wiggle out of his bonds and as he's like trying to get out of his rope ties like they tie up his friend one of the sacrificial sticks out front and then it's like changes to nighttime. So the main character guy ends up actually breaking his thumb so that he can get out of his bonds. And that's got to be so hard to do. People always do that in movies. And I'm like, really? But he sat there and you could watch him being like, okay, I got to. And he like sits there and he tries to do it a few times before he actually ends up doing it. So that's the part that I'm like, I don't know if I could do it. I'd probably just be like, I'll just I'll just be here. It's fine. <laughs> but um so the injured guy on the stick hears a growl and all the worshippers like drop to the floor the injured guy is standing there and he hears the screaming and the growling and then his wife walks out of the woods and he's like gail <laughs> why are you here and that's what he had said he had seen in his dream so he's like oh like oh my god i'm seeing gail and then gail his wife comes up to him and puts her hands on his face and as soon as like the hands are touching him, he loses the the dream state that he was in, and then he sees the creature for what it is, and it is the creepiest thing ever. <laughs> and I loved this movie for this because mm. I am a creature feature kind of person. I love monsters. I love any kind of effects, and I I get so bummed when the the monster is a human. I'm like, come on, make it a monster. Nah. <laughs> so it's like this creepy. I don't even know how to describe it. We're just gonna have to share a picture. But all you yeah. see is what looks like human hands holding onto his face but like this completely black hole and these awful yellow eyes coming out of that but then there's like it's like can it's contorted it's like a contorted really tall looming like elk slash human because it's got a human torso and like but six it's human like upside arms. down isn't mm-hmm. it it's not like upright torso it's like backwards and like upside down it's really strange it kind of takes you a second to like realize oh that's like this part on a pubic person's body (laughs) and like this is not it's it's pretty cool looking it reminds me of like a Guillermo del Toro like kind of like Pan's Labyrinth weird thing like he would fit in that world yeah it was just a very unique creature and I think that's also why I really liked it because it wasn't like a zombie. It wasn't like some weird grotesque thing that morphed out of a being a bear or something. Like it was, it is a completely unique looking creature. And that's why I liked it. Mm. So the creature takes injured guy, finally strings him up on a tree. Overdue. 
super overdue. He should have been the first one to go. Yes. So then while that happens, our main character guy actually does break free, but he like pretends to still be in bondage so that they don't know. And the woman that spoke English brings him food and he asks her, he's like, hey, did you guys take his body down from the tree and she's like oh we do not remove them from the trees and he asks her like what's the creature and she says um he's a god and he's like an ancient one of the yutan and i failed at looking up any mythology here and i suck i'm so sorry um but that they worship it and it lets them live well beyond their natural length of life. She was like, you've been given an honor um, with the little five point mark on his chest indicates that he's allowed to be one of the worshipers. And he was like, why was I picked? And she's like, oh, because your pain is great. So basically she's telling him that he was picked because he's cowardly and scared. And if you watch the movie again, you'll get to see like, okay, they killed the most brave one first. The creature kills people um, based upon their bravery, I guess, because hmm. they're, they're lo- it's looking for pathetic, cowardly people to be its worshipers. Oh, nice. Yeah. Anyway, so he eat his food and then he just, he's like, okay, thanks. She leaves. And then he starts to his, his plan of escape. He keeps hearing the creepy chanting from upstairs and he's like, I got to find out. So he goes upstairs. This might be actually the creepiest part. I don't know. There's just so <laughs> much creepy in this movie. I love it. There's this room that like, he goes upstairs and he opens the door and he's got a torch in his hand, like a actual fire torch, not a flashlight. And he sees a room full of what looks like dead bodies that are, like, old and rotting and... Not rotting. They're, like, mummified almost. And they're all sitting in chairs or pews and they're facing forward to what looks like another dead body human at the front. Almost like a like a church situation. Mm-hmm. Anyway, as he gets up there, the... Like, he notices one of the chests of one of the dead bodies moves like it's breathing and then they all start to scream and chant and then he realizes, like, oh my god, these are the other worshipers that, you know, have existed for like a mil- millennia. That's what's lame is it's like, I feel like if you're going to be part of this deal to live forever, it should be a vampire thing where you still look good. Yeah. Not turn into a rotting, it's a disgusting rot deal. <laughs> yeah, great. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. So he panics and like starts just to, he lights them all on fire. He's like, no, 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 no. He gets downstairs. He finds a gun. The creature comes out and because the creature realizes that its followers are being killed because it can sense that because they live off of worship and the house starts to burn down and he like punches the old toothless lady in the face, which is hilarious. <laughs> It was really funny. I died. I was like, this is... <laughs> I mean, it's not funny to punch people, but... That lady it was. She sucked. <laughs> Who knows how old she really was. Anyway, so he grabs a gun. He bounces out of there. The creature kills everyone at the encampment. And as he's like in the edge of the clearing of the, the houses, he fires his gun at the creature. He probably... I don't know if he hits it, but doesn't matter. Even if he did hit it, he didn't kill it. He had also grabbed an axe because why not? Anyway, so the creature is like, oh, you're going to shoot at me. Okay, cool. So the creature chases him and he tries to outrun the creature. The creature heads him off and tries to make him bow down to him. He's like, like the creature's actually trying to give him a second chance, which I thought was crazy. But he like grabs him by his head and they throws him on the ground. And then he tries to stand up again and the creature pushes him back down. And he's just like, oh, I see. Because the creature's like, no, I want you to pray to me. He gets up one more time. And before the creature can grab him, push him back down, he smashes it in the face with an axe. And then he escapes out of the woods. 
woods. And as he's standing in like a clearing, another clearing outside of the woods, uh, the creature won't leave the woods. So those are those are the creature's mm-hmm. woods. And that's and then you see him walking toward a highway. And that's the ritual. I liked him. It was fun. I did too. It was such a cool movie. Like I know that I've ruined it for anyone that hasn't seen it. But if you like creatures like I do, like like your Aunt Liana does, <laughs> you should watch this because, wow, I really liked it. And I liked the concept. It was good. I mean, even though the injured guy was the worst. Yeah, you always got to have somebody you hate, though, yeah. I guess. It's like, you got to. I'd give that, like, personally, I'd give it a solid eight. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, eight out of ten. Like, I'm... I don't know what I'd give it. <sighs> I, I loved I loved how just inventive the creature was because it just it wasn't anything mm-hmm. anything that I've seen it wasn't it didn't look like anything even remotely like anything I've seen. I feel like I'd give the movie I feel like I'm being really critical right now. I feel like I would give it like either a really strong six point five <laughs> and like the creature like a good eight. Okay. That's fair. That's so fair. So then I guess if you average them, then I'm like out of seven for the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Oh, my God. It was fun, though. It's definitely worth watching. It's like an easy watch. It's not like a lot of brain power needs to be involved oh, in no. it, which is kind of fun sometimes for, cause they're, like, it's just, it's, it's good. It's a jolly ride. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> when was it made, did you say? Mm, 2017, I think. Yeah, it's pretty new. It's pretty new. And I... I'm just a big fan of, I mean, I, I just also really like anything British. I will watch. Yeah. They tend to have a good, uh, look to them Mm -hmm. and I like their accents. Accent forever. (laughs) So they get an extra point for that. Okay. Wait, before you start, I'm pouring more cider into my sippy cup. Hold on. Uh, I I like chug mine. It's very upsetting. But I've had like low calories today. Oh, I'm feeling it. (laughs) There you go. Pouring, pouring. Oh, I splashed on myself. No. It's okay. I splashed it on my hands so I can still save it. Lick it up. Lick it. Done and done. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) All right. Got my sippy cup lid back on. I am ready for your horrible, horrible movie that I do love. You'll have to help me with it. Okay. I didn't take notes. I'm going like full like commando on this. I like it. Exactly I, I was, I had a lot of time today and I sat with my phone like a weirdo recording my thoughts and what was going on. So I felt like a total dork. I should have done that. I don't want to do like my second one because it was too long. If I recorded my thoughts, that would be the horror movie I'd be reviewing right now. I'd be some messed up stuff. Okay. So, I will just give some, like, little background on this. Wait, what is the Um, movie? The movie I'm doing is Hereditary, which is, like, newer. It's from 2018. Um, It has Tony Collette in it. Favorite. (laughs) Um, Gabriel Byrne, sorry. Um, Other favorite. (laughs) Yeah, who is always in horror movies to me. That's all I remember him ever playing. Yep. Which I like. He's great in them. Tony Collette's great in this movie, too. It's super cool to see, like, a super good actress playing in a horror movie, because so many times, like, horror movies have, like, people who are just starting out, and they kind of haven't got their bearings, so they're kind of taking whatever they can get, and it's like, "Ah." sometimes they're great. Like, it's great. It works, because it's cool. You don't know the people, so you don't, like, see them as, I don't know, 
Tony Collette or just recognize them too while you're watching them. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, so the cast is super good. They're married and they have two kids and um, the movie is freaking weird. I thought this movie did a lot better, like um, monetarily, like wise. It was only cost $9 million to make this movie apparently. I'm just like reading over oh. it now. I think that's pretty awesome because it looks like it's way more expensive than a nine million dollar movie yeah it's like to me really pretty to look at and it's like really moody Mm -hmm. um like and it has this like unsettling like color scheme to it i think it kind of makes you feel never like you're always kind of off balance when you're watching it yeah, it's like um, neutral tones, yet there's they're uncomfortable. They don't match or go well together and just feels yucky. It kind of always feels like, uh, I don't know, like kind of like blurry is too strong a word, but it never really feels like just right. I don't know. Hmm. But apparently this movie made only like $79.4 I would have thought it did way better. I wonder if like since it's come out to rent, like if it's one of those that had more um people looking into it after it was done with like the theaters i think so i feel like i hear it talked about a lot so to me that means like people have to be watching it i don't but, think um, it was in theaters for very long but then afterward everyone was like no you need to see this movie it's messed up <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i don't know how to sum up this movie i'll try i could read it or i can wing it i feel like i should try to wing it okay but I like your style. So, um, there's the two parents. Um, the mom has the weirdest bizarro job ever. She's a miniature, like, artist, meaning she takes little teeny tiny, like, figurines and paints these weird little scenes for, I guess, like, companies who want to, like, build a parking lot or something. Like, she'll show you, like, how your little, like, McDonald's is going to look that you're going to build, like, on the street or something. It's so weird. She's basically, like, a dollhouse maker. Yeah. And then, but it's... It ain't right when you see her painting in her little room. It's like, sister has some baggage. This is weird. <laughs> this is super weird. So um, you, like, get introduced to her, like, painting in her room, her little artist room, these creepy little miniatures. And right off the bat, like, you know she's, like, either crazy or has some weird trauma. Because if I remember right, you see, like, a weird-ass lady standing in the corner, like, watching her. Mm-hmm. So you... Immediately when I was watching this, I was like, wait, is this movie about ghosts? Or is that lady real? Or is this lady crazy bananas? Or, like, all three. But you find out later that it's um, her mom. And so this movie, like, to me, reminds me a lot of Rosemary's Baby. And it reminds me a lot of Paranormal Activity. Because if you mash all those together, like, in Paranormal Activity... The grandma is the one who's totally messed up and makes a deal with her little Wicca coven oh, yeah. to promise her first son to a demon that they all worship together. <laughs> <laughs> Super cool, grandma. Thanks, Gam Gam. <laughs> yeah, taking that my grandma's number one shirt back. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that's kind of the preface of this is grandma is messed up. You don't know it when the movie starts, but as it starts to, like, unravel, their son, who's, like, 16, and they have a 13-year-old daughter that is, a, is like, um, I don't know what you would call her. She's just, like, a little bit, like, different. She's just a little different. Yeah, like, the way, like, her social cues aren't quite the same as other 
kids her age. And she kind of has weird um, things that she's into. She also has a weird tick where she goes and she like clicks. Constantly. It's really obnoxious, but they do a good job. Yeah. It's like obnoxious in the perfect way for this movie where she does that clicking all the time. But um, so something weird is up with this house. You don't know if it's just the mom that has a weird past. And the movie kicks off with, you can tell she's kind of like not an involved mom too. And her son, who's 16, wants to go to a, like, party. She makes him take their 13-year-old daughter, which to me is insane. Because 13 to 16, weird gap. And you know he's going to a party. And it's like, why are you taking your little sister? Who also doesn't have, like, the best, like, uh, social behavior in groups, you know? Like, she's going to definitely rely on her brother. He's not going to want to pay attention to her. Even though he is pretty sweet. Like, he does look out for her. Mm -hmm. But, I mean... You can't expect much from a 16-year-old who wants to, like, go get his first kiss from a girl and smoke pot in, like, the back bedroom. Right? So, like, what is his mom doing? Like, I don't understand it. She's a, it's super not, weird. She's not a great mom. She's a great actress, but in this mm-hmm. movie, she's a horrible mom. <laughs> yeah, so you hate Terrible. her for letting him take the sister. They drive off. Party's cool. He tells his sister to wait in the room. She eats a piece of cake, and what's in the cake is she's allergic to it. So she runs in to get her brother, like... Freaking not able to breathe, throat swelling up. They get in the car. They speed off. Brother's freaking out. And you're like, oh, my God, this is really upsetting. She's like anaphylactic shocking it. In the it's, so, it's so and, awful. Yeah. And she's panicking. And this road they're in, like driving on in the middle of nowhere, like barely any streetlights, super country style. And you're starting to think, shit, this girl's going to like die of shock in the backseat. And she makes them roll down the window, and you're like, oh, good, good, good. She's getting a lot of air. This is good. And then it's like, whammo, head gone, hits the light post, rolling on the ground. He hits the brakes, knows what happened, doesn't want to really look and, like, make it real. Because once he sees it, it's like that. It's real then. So he just sits there for, like, an eerily long amount of time. Like, you feel like you're in the car with him. Mm -hmm. And um, he finally, like, takes off, leaves the head there of his sister, Pulls in the driveway, zombie style, goes to bed. Mom wakes up. She screams when she's leaving for work and sees it there. Yeah, because he was using her car. (laughs) Super freaky. That whole scene was like, whoa. And it happened so fast because he was driving and he's going like 70 or 80 miles per hour. Yeah, and the noise, whatever they use, the sound effect person for that, when her head hits that pole, Mm, mm, felt mm, mm. freaking real. You watch it happen. Like, it's, they don't. They, they don't cut away. Like, you watch it happen. And didn't it, like, Ugh. break off at, like, her jaw? Like, I, I don't remember. It was awful. I just, think it was her whole head, but I don't... It could have. I think it might have been just, like, the top part of her mouth and the rest... It was... Oh, Ugh. it was so it was awful. I remember watching this and just being like, I'm not looking. Like, I'd never not look. I know, right? <laughs> I was just like... I was sitting there like... <laughs> what (laughs) oh my god i remember thinking like i thought that girl was in the whole movie because all the previews are like little clicky girl clicking her tongue everywhere is in this whole movie and it's like no you are not in this whole movie you are dead you are in one tiny little bit of this movie and that is it so sorry i thought your film career was like taking off (laughs) no maybe it is i don't know not yet you're not in it a lot so then I'm, like, automatically thinking, like, great, now this, like, mom who's already, like, super angsty and weird is going to be even more awful. She blames her son for it, which it's not really his fault. 
He didn't know that she was allergic to what she ate. He didn't even know that she was eating that. The mom shouldn't have pawned her right? job as being a mom off onto her 16-year-old son. That's the number That's one dumb. issue with uh, that I have because she yeah. should she should know better. Like, was she never 16 herself? Yeah, this is stupid. It'd be one thing if, like, maybe the daughter was, like, really mature and, like, other friends, kids, siblings were going, maybe. Or if they were like, oh, my God, we love your little sister. They're all like, your sister's weird. She drew pictures of me. I don't like her. Like, they were Mm -hmm. all. Leave her in the kitchen. Ew. (laughs) They were all like, (laughs) we don't like your sister. So uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) bring her to a party. (laughs) So gross. So the family's, like, grieving. They have her funeral. Things get worse between the mom and the son, which also causes things to get worse between the mom and the husband because he sees what's happening. He knows it's not his son's fault and he's already blaming himself like to crazy degree where it's like, why are we punishing this kid even more? This is messed up. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's weird is the son um, starts seeing and feeling like his sister's presence around the house. Mm-hmm. Which is creepers, because that's where that clicking comes back in. And, like, I believe he starts seeing a light coming from her treehouse outside his window. Like, it it's, gets weird, and he knows something's going on. And then in the meantime, the mom gets even weirder and deeper into her craziness. Oh, and wait. She... One thing before you continue. Mm. To add into the mom's weird craziness, the movie actually starts off with her mom's death. And so, yeah. so there's like the grandma who was watching her that Erica described earlier. She dies, and so that sends Tony Collette into crazy. Like I can't handle anything. So, right, and it's not just because her mom dies too. It's the, because her mom's dead and the weird relationship yeah. that like they uncover later that she had with her mm-hmm. mom. It's weird, <laughs> weird, 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 and it made me more uncomfortable than the whole entire rest of it. <laughs> But, um, super creepers. I don't like it. So the mom decides to befriend this lady. Her name's Joan. She's super weird. She's who reminds me of the neighbor in Rosemary's Baby that Mia Farrow befriends. Creepy, they have too that friendly. Same vibe. A little too creepy. A little too motherly. A little too like, oh, take your vitamins. Blah, blah, blah. I love you. And then you find out they're like, not vitamins. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, ew. So anyway, um, this lady that she runs into, Joan, They kind of bond, and um, Annie tells her, uh, here, I'll read it. Annie tells her she used to sleepwalk and recounts an incident when she woke up in Peter's bedroom to find herself. Peter's her son. Peter and Charlie, the daughter, um, are covered in paint thinner with a lit match in the mom's hand. And um, Joan, her friend, teaches Annie to perform a seance to communicate with Charlie. So what I'm basically saying is the mom keeps having these weird visions where she is, like, killing her son. Which I guess is implying that she, like, really hates him. And she, like, has literally slept, walk, dreamt this, and woke up where she has a, like, she's, like, over her son. So the son takes it to another level, too, which he should, is, like, mom's literally trying to kill me. Like, I can't even sleep here anymore. Like, this is not okay. So the friend, quotes, tells her <laughs> to do a seance, and which is really creepy. Um uh the lady like shows her like look seances work like it's cool because the lady's like communicating with her son that's passed away yeah and that's kind of their little bond i believe she has like a chalkboard out and she's like write me a message oh. write me a little message and like it all works and it's it's really cool creepy scene i really enjoyed it so she, i believe she also gives the mom like um a little incantation to say so mm-hmm. she can do it at home too yes um and she finally convinces herself to and um 
it works. And then she goes and gets the son and the dad. And it says, Charlie seemingly possesses uh, Annie until the dad douses the mom uh, with water. Right. Annie suspects that Charlie, the daughter's spirit, has become malevolent. She throws Charlie's um, sketchbook into the fireplace, but her sleeve um, begins to burn. Right. So, ugh, so the daughter who passed away's notebook is like, guarded by some kind of weird juju and <laughs> just everything about all this daughter's death and everything is super weird um so she retrieves the notebook and heads to her friend's apartment for advice but joan is nowhere to be found um this is so creepy and when she gets to the friend's house the mom notices that her new friend has welcome mat resembles one that her deceased mother um had oh yeah because it's got like those them. weird symbols yeah, it's like a homemade little, like, quilt mat, which is super <laughs> stupid for a mat in your front door. You'd wipe your feet once and it would be done. Um, so the mom goes home, goes to her mom's possessions, finds a photo that links her friend to her mom. Uh-oh. And a book with information about a demon named Paimon um, who wishes to inhabit the body of a male host. Totally, like, paranormal activity to me. Um, in the attic, the mom finds... Uh-oh. Ellen's decapitated body with strange symbols on the wall written in blood. Ellen is her mom. So she straight up walks up into the attic after she's made this full realization that her friend isn't her friend. (laughs) And her friend knows her creepy ass mom who she has a weird relationship with. And now she's realizing her mom's in a demon cult. (laughs) That her friend's a cultist. and And now mom's dead body is up in her own house attic. And she had no idea. And there's weird strange symbols on it. So she's like in Rambo psycho mode now. Like what? (laughs) what is happening um so at school meanwhile back at the school ranch her son is possessed and slams his head against his desk which is freaking oh that part was i love that scene i don't know how they did this with the actor but he's sitting in class and he like if i remember right his hand like um not controlled by him shoots up in the air like a marionette oh yeah like cracks and it's weird and then his head just like full 100% slams into the desk super weird didn't it slam into the desk multiple times or was yeah yeah. like over and over like a woodpecker like hitting a tree and his friends and classmates are like what the hell is happening this is super weird his nose gets broken um while that's happening the mom is showing her husband the body of her mom upstairs making all the dots get connected and proving to him like this is something that's happening um and she shows him the daughter their daughter's sketchbook which also has weird symbols and things that are all adding up together she begs her husband like we need to burn this i think if we burn this this is the source of it we'll be okay Immediately when you're watching this, you're like, wait, bitch, you burned this earlier and your sleeve caught on fire. Why are you asking your husband to throw this in the fireplace? Ain't cool. But he's awesome and listens. And he's like, if this can just get rid of this and you can go back to normal, we can have our family again. Yeah, I'll do you a solid. Um, Because he's just assuming his wife is crazy at this point. Yeah. So um, (laughs) he throws it in the fireplace and Gabriel Byrne is lit up like... (laughs) a match instantly he is completely Um, on fire like full blown i mean it's not like ooh. he starts to get lit on fire like toes to his head up and it's like a slow burn it's like guy is magician style exploding into flames oh god (laughs) which is super unsettling too i wasn't ready for that kind of spontaneous combustion i was not ready for them to kill gabriel burn i was like what 
Mm-mm. No. I was like, no, <laughs> you were so good in Stigmata. Oh my god, that movie! <laughs> I love that. Movie I'm surprised so much. you didn't okay. pick that movie. <sighs> I need like five episodes on that. I love that movie so much. Okay, oh so then his wife is like, mm, that's not cool. Becomes possessed and whatever. Now she's back into um, creepy, freaky. Annie the mom possessed person Mm -hmm. so that's what really sucks for the son because now (laughs) he's back home and sees his dad like burnt to a crisp in the living room (laughs) but crispy human super not cool he's already had a really shitty rough day at school his nose is broken he's moving out of his control and um he is looking around, trying to digest this. Possessed mom comes around the corner, stares at him, and freaky style chases him into the attic, where we already know is a bad place to be because dead grandma's up there. Gross. So then he sees that and sees her whole body with all the, like, um, symbols and- symbols in her. There's, like, I believe, like, weird... Um, like symbols on the ground. There might be some candles lit. Yeah. And he's now digesting that. And you're thinking like, oh, his mom's going to, his mom's going to be right behind him. Like, dude, don't get distracted by grandma. You never really knew her anyway. <laughs> Who cares? And then his attention gets shifted to the um, uh, ceiling in the attic, which is a pretty tall attic because mm-hmm. everybody in movies has huge ass attics and houses. No it's fair. ridiculous. Mom's like now floating. And I love this scene because it's so creepers. She has a piano wire. Oh, yeah. And it, I mean, it's a wire, but like piano wire. And um, she's like one hand on each end, like flossing her neck and cutting through it slowly, all while having this non-blinking stare at her son, which is the best part. <laughs> it's the creepiest it was like, thing ever. Whoa. It's like she knows it's happening, but because she's possessed, she can't stop it. And it's just like. Ah, yeah, like, I'm sorry, I suck. (laughs) I'm the worst mom. Yeah, so he's like, deuces, jumps out the attic window, which I don't blame him, (laughs) lies there for a minute, because I assume he is dead at this point. I thought so, too. A light enters his body, and this light we've kind of seen a couple times in the movie. We don't really know what it is, but now it's in him. He wakes up. And he sees his mom's creepy, levitating corpse, headless body floating super weird style to that treehouse, up the little treehouse ladder. And um, his sister is there, her dead body with her head also on the ground. Common theme, people losing their heads. And um, they have weird crowns on. All the severed heads are resting on um, like weird mannequins. Him, uh, Joan the friend and other like weird coven members are there and um they're all naked all the headless, mm-hmm, not good because they're all like over 85 and the headless cool. corpses of the mom and grandmother are all bowed on the ground to him mm-hmm. and then the friend addresses him as charlie swears an oath to him as paimon paimon this weird demon that they found in the book and states that he has now been liberated from his female host his sister and is free to roll over them. Cut. Credits. Boom. Weird. So then you're watching this movie and you're like, what? So then you have to go like on Google and do some rabbit hole researching. And you find out the reason the sister was kind of off is because when the mom and the grandmother were close, it was because the 
grandma had promised the daughter like the granddaughter to this demon Mm -hmm. even though she knew the demon ultimately needs a male body Mm -hmm. so that's why the daughter kind of came out kind of um, different different and it was because she wasn't able to carry the demon so she was that host until the son died and could take in the demon in his body Mm -hmm. and um you mean the daughter died yeah well no and then he died and then the demon took him on yeah so then he could jump to um the sun so it was kind of just like the grandma was trying to live long enough i suppose to see the granddaughter (laughs) die so she could be around for the sun taking on (laughs) the demons grandma's an asshole yeah the movie is so weird there's such weird visuals like even though i've been talking about this I almost feel like it doesn't spoil it because there's so much about it and it's so visually freaky. Mm -hmm. You'll forget everything I said while you're watching it. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas with The Ritual, I've pretty much ruined that movie. It's dark and moody (laughs) and has a cool creature. Go watch that one too. (laughs) No, the creature is really cool. But like... Yeah, back to Hereditary. This movie is so weird. It's... I think it's so, so, so good. I think it was Toni Collette's like... I I think she's, like, a producer on it. And I think Gabriel Byrne is, too. Mm. And I think they had, like, a big hand in making sure this got made. If I'm right. I love it. This movie's so good. It's one of the freakiest um, unsettling movies I've seen in a long time. Oh, absolutely. It actually made me uh, feel on edge, which doesn't happen a lot for me in horror movies. Mm -hmm. Like, I get a lot of joy out of watching horror movies, but they never really scare me. This one, like, made me feel weird after for, like, a good day (laughs) yeah oh absolutely and they they both did help produce it so they were both part of it so i think that's why it was so good because they're both really good actors and i think they knew what would make a good horror movie yeah sandra bullock could take some notes no so bad (laughs) that bird box bad box that name so (laughs) dumb we should do a whole episode on what we don't like about bird box God, it's so stupid. What a stupid name. It'd be like naming Hereditary, like, I don't even know. Severed Heads. Okay. Great. (laughs) That's a thing that happened in it. Does it really? That actually has more meaning than Bird Box. (laughs) So stupid. Bird Box. Oh, great. I think, like, whenever I hear Bird Box, I think, like, Big Bird holding a box. Oh, I love Big Bird. Probably would have been a great movie. One of my favorite movies as a child was called Follow That Bird, and it's a big bird movie where he, like, runs away from Sesame Street. And... So sad. When he's blue and swinging <gasps> at the circus. Oh, my God. One of the most disturbing things I've ever seen as a it's child. It's the saddest. I cry every I time. I did, too. My dad yeah, and I would still. watch that movie, and I would sit there and cry and cry. I wouldn't watch that scene. It was too upsetting. I loved how beautiful he looked in blue, though. He did look pretty, but he was sad, so it made me I sad. I didn't like it. No, it's not good. If you want to watch a great movie, though, follow that bird. It's a gem. It's got, like, (laughs) so many movie star cameos in it. It's true. Any Muppet movie does, though. Yeah, also true. I love Muppets. They're great. Well, I was going to talk about The Descent because of its parallels with The Ritual because it's basically the opposite. Instead of, like, you know, a bunch of city boys going in for the woods, it's like a bunch of, (laughs) it's six badass girls that like to do extreme sports doing spelunking in caves. Such a good movie. 
that are uncharted. Mm-hmm. It is a really good movie. It was one of the first movies I saw that was like a female cast. Mm-hmm. They weren't stupid. I know. They handled themselves well. They were like strong women, which I really liked. It's It was really good. Yeah. And it had a great uh, like bad guy. Yeah. Guys-ish. Things. Yeah. Bad things. I'm going to do a quick synopsis. It is six badass women that like to go doing extreme sports. One of them is like she's cheating with the main character's husband and the main character's husband and daughter die and then they go on a trip together. All the women go together. Main character obviously doesn't know she's being cheated on and they go spelunking in caves that are uncharted but they didn't know that they were uncharted. Only the cheater knew. Because she was like, I wanted us to make a name for ourselves. Well, they end up in this horrible cave system that they can't navigate and that is all jacked up and they get locked inside because it starts to collapse and then creatures come out and start to kill them and they're blind creatures that can... Golems relatives. They're white (laughs) and creepy and blind and humanoid. Yeah, they're like Nosferatu. Yeah. Golems running around. They, They are blind, so they travel by sound and they eat humans and l the creatures and basically the women are killed off one by one but they're all really badass but it is easily the most claustrophobic movie i've ever watched totally like i i was never really like ooh caves are fun and and i certainly was not excited about them after watching this movie because that movie has crazy color schemes where it's just like they use a, a flare so it's just like all red and black. Yeah, you feel like you're in the cave with them. Oh, I found myself holding my breath even after I've seen this movie like a thousand times. I've seen it so many times, but it still always feels weird. I agree. It's such a creepy movie. It's a good one. It's one you can definitely watch multiple times. Yeah. And I, yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's totally worth watching. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about it anymore, though, except for nah. saying that everybody should watch it. It's good. It's good. I give that a good, another solid eight, just because, mm-hmm. like, has nothing to do with the creatures. The creatures are okay, but it has to, everything to do with the ladies. Like, mm-hmm. I might even They're give great. them a nine, because they are so badass that I'm like, Yeah, Whoa. the ladies get a nine. I'd give the movie a eight yeah the movie gets an eight the ladies get a nine and the creatures get like a seven yeah they're kind of okay i don't know what i'd give hereditary i think i would get hmm i'll give it a nine wow because not a lot of movies make me feel creeped out for like days after (laughs) i was pretty traumatized by the scene of watching the little girl get beheaded me too and then the weird cult people showing up at the house in the shadows they freaked me out and the mom cutting her head off her body flowing to the treehouse it's weird like it's weird visuals they felt very like um oh man why am i blanking what are the like japanese what's the japanese like horror movie franchise like production company called Mm, i don't know they make all those movies i don't know i just know the names of the movies where it's like juan and (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I can't think of what it's called, but um, it has that very that, that like kind of vibe. Ugh. Yeah, no. Nope. Well, after this, I feel like I need to go watch some Disney. Ah! I actually <laughs> tried to watch a bunch of other horror movies today. Like I tried to watch Drag Me to Hell, but just I couldn't get past the gumming scene in like the first twenty minutes, and mm. I was like, ugh, ugh. like I just got grossed out. So it's nasty. That and Phoenix Forgotten is too much of a slow burn and mm. i feel like i should save alien movies for when i'm with you and then film you freak out 
I'm okay with that. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I got. Boop, boop. Boop, boop. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, please join us later this week for our tiny guys when we will actually spin the wheel of spooky this time and discover weird news and what we are doing for the following week. And Do it. Stuff and such. Do you have anything else to share? Anything else to add? I got nothing. Oh, I still have some cider left. Chug, chug, chug. No. This is like, this thing is full. <laughs> oh. Don't chug, don't chug. <laughs> <laughs> I need water. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed our really random movie reviews where I talked ad nauseum about a movie that is two years old. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I even it out with my sporadic brain, so it's cool. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us. I'm Liana. I'm Erica. This is the Night Guys podcast. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.